Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to have a look at if caffeine is actually destroying our energy levels at daytime. So if you are running on low energy levels, feeling fatigue at daytime, and you've got the feeling that you're drinking too much coffee or even need coffee to survive the day, um, your overall well-being is not that good at the moment, then this one is for you because we're going to have a look at how you want to use caffeine to actually feel awake over the course of the day, to use caffeine, drink your coffee or other caffeinated beverages to boost your energy in the times that it will really help you and actually how you want to use caffeine or not use caffeine to secure your good resting sleep, which is the foundation for experiencing high energy levels at daytime. So the roadmap for this podcast is first off to get a better understanding of what caffeine can do in regards to our energy levels and to pushing them and what it does to our bodies, for our bodies. And the second thing is that we're going to tune in and get a better understanding of how our natural energy distribution would look like. Uh, how our sleep would look like, and so on. And after that, we're going to see how we can utilize caffeine in relationship to our biorhythm and see how we can max out on those energy, additional energy sources and prevent us from harming our sleep. Because if we harm our sleep, we're going to harm our overall energy. There's no doubt uh, to that. No good sleep, no good energy. You can drink as much coffee or caffeinated beverages as you want to. If the sleep is not okay, you can just forget it. So that's kind of what we're going to do here to come up with a good understanding and a good plan how to utilize caffeine. And for most of us, this means coffee or energy drinks. So let's first have a look at what caffeine can do for our bodies when it gets our energy levels and what it can do for or better said against our sleep. Part one if we drink coffee, we feel energized. Our body gets put into a slightly uh, alerted state. So our heart rate goes up a little bit. Our mind just feels slightly sharper and we feel energized, which is a great feeling. On the other side, when we're looking at our sleep, it does exactly the opposite. So it can prevent us from getting tired because caffeine looks and acts a little bit like a hormone called adenosine. And this adenosine is a hormone that we typically find in our brains, and it goes into the receptors that are there to trigger tiredness. So typically adenosine would go into the receptor and then would trigger the tiredness in the receptor and we would get tired. As caffeine acts a little bit like adenosine or looks like adenosine, it goes into the same receptors blocks adenosine from docking onto those receptors, but it isn't 100% fit. So it doesn't do the tiredness thing. So now we've got tiredness receptors in our brains, but no adenosine going into these receptors because caffeine is blocking it. And that's why we don't get tired as quickly. So these are the two effects we want to and need to understand when it comes to how to work with these energy substances. Uh, the last thing that we want to know is that it's got, uh, it's got a half-life time of six hours, which means if we drink a cup of coffee, after six hours, we've still got 
half of that caffeine in our bodies. And that's the thing we need to know and understand. After six hours, we still have got half of the amount of the caffeine intake in our bodies. That's the so-called half-life. So these are the things that we need to know and need to understand. It energizes our bodies, it prevents us from getting sleepy, and it's got a half-life of six hours. And now let's shift and have a look at our biorhythm. Because when we want to use these substances to raise our energy levels, we want to have a good understanding of how our natural energy distribution looks like. Because only if we get that right, we know exactly how we can use these substances smart. And that's exactly what we want to do here. When we are talking about our biorhythm, we're going to have a look at specifically how our energy levels raise and fall over the course of the day. And a typical day would look something like this. We wake up, energy levels start to rise slightly. At some point in the early morning at 9 or 10 a.m., depending on when you get up, you'll experience a peak energy and then it will fall off slightly. Then it's going to raise again at lunchtime. After lunchtime, we're going to experience a bigger drop in energy levels at some point, as we all uh, kind of know and experience. And then at some point in the late afternoon, uh, early evening, we will run up to the next peak again. And from there on, energy levels are going to drop slightly until we fall into bed and have a good sleep. This is how nature works. And we all have to do the work to listen to our bodies. You cannot look up what time exactly this will, uh, the, the peaks or the drops, fall-offs will be for you. You have to listen to your body. But you will experience that at some point in the morning, you'll have a little dip. And in the early early afternoon, maybe uh, somewhere after lunchtime, you will have a bigger dip uh, in your energy level. And that's how things work if we have a good night of sleep and if we do not manipulate those energy levels. What we want to do now is that we want to see how can we use caffeine to help us to energize, to get into those high energy levels and to peak perform, basically, to be more productive, to be in a better mood, to not feel drowsy or tired when we're not able to sleep uh, because we're in the office. Uh, and that's how we want to use this. And we want to do it smart. So now that we've got a basic understanding of how caffeine works, how our biorhythm works, Let's have a look at how we can use caffeine to boost our energy levels at daytime. And that's exactly how it works. It works like a booster. And boosters are these little fuel tanks, little, the big ones, the fuel tanks that carry the spaceship into orbit. And that's what we want to do with our energy levels. We want to carry us through the dips. And that will be the first way to use caffeine smartly, the dips that we experience in the morning and especially in the early afternoon. Taking caffeine before that will help us to feel better, have a higher energy levels, feel, feel sharper, and be able to peak perform if we have a meeting at these times, if we have to get something very important done. The next thing that we could do to use caffeine smartly is if we have to stay up longer hours for some reason then it's a good idea to start drinking caffeine in the early afternoon and raising the caffeine in our bodies to keep that adenosine from getting active at nighttime. And the last thing that I want to throw in here today is that it's 
can also be a good idea if we have a really hard morning to drink a coffee first thing in the morning to get us a little kick, energy kick, kick us up um, and get us, bring us into the day basically. And now I'm just going to continue with a couple of things that we want to keep in mind or also how we might not want to use caffeine. And we're going to start off with the thing that I just told you that you can do. Um, it's not a good idea to drink coffee first thing in the morning as a routine. And this is kind of a critical thing because I know most of us do that. And I'm going to share my personal uh, story with you. It's not really a story, but how I changed my caffeine intake just a couple of months ago. If we drink caffeine in the morning, we kind of raise our energy levels quickly. At some point, it's going to start to drop because the caffeine levels drop and we're going to collide with our natural biorhythm. So first off, in the morning, it might just take a little bit of time, but our energy levels will raise. We can do a lot of natural things to help our energy levels raise. This can be having a walk in the morning, to hydrate our bodies, um, have breakfast at some point. This doesn't have to be 30 minutes after you get up. If you're not hungry, just don't eat. Uh, but at some point you will be hungry. Give your body uh, good nutrition. And these are things that will get your energy levels to raise. And it's going to go in a natural and slow way for many of us. I know there are people that jump out of bed like my little daughter and she's just there like that. That's not me, but uh, this is just how our biorhythm works. So it's best to not use coffee first thing in the morning. Do other things to wake you up. I typically have a walk. I hydrate my body, drink a glass of water right when I get up. Those are two good things. If you do that and get used to that, that's a really good thing. Another thing that we should keep in mind when we drink coffee is that half-life. The half-life of six hours, that is a lot. So everybody's got a different sensitivity when it comes to caffeine and how it relates to our sleep. But keeping in mind that caffeine has a half-life time of six hours stands on its own. If you drink a cup of coffee, just to, to uh, walk you through and do the math for you, at 3 p.m., that means at 9 p.m., you will still have half of that caffeine in your body. You might not feel like that because your heart rate and everything uh, is a little bit uh, lower than it is when you drink the cup of coffee and you might feel a little bit more relaxed. You probably will, but you've still got the caffeine in your body. And if you're a sensitive person, uh, the adenosine thing, these adenosine hormones cannot dock into your uh, little sleep receptors. That can keep you from falling asleep. This is a thing you really want to think of. If you've got problems falling asleep and sleep is fundamental when it comes to high energy levels, you will never make up with a cup of coffee or 10 if you don't get the right amount of sleep. You'll just feel bad. So that's a thing you have to keep in mind. So I'm not a caffeine sensitive person, but there were two reasons why I changed the amount of caffeine that I take into my body on a daily basis. And the first reason is that I was just taking too much caffeine. I was drinking too much coffee and my body, our bodies just get used to this. Our bodies expect that amount of caffeine to work on a normal level. So that's not what we want, right? We want to have a substance that we use that will stimulate us and energize us. 
That was reason number one. And reason number two was actually the book Why We Sleep from Matthew Walker. At some point, he point and Matthew Walker, by the way, is one of the guys you really want to listen to when, uh, when it comes to sleep. And at one point in this book, in his book, he points out that a group of scientists gave spiders different substances. So they gave one spider cocaine and one LSD and uh, one spider got caffeine. And then they just observed these spiders. And when they started to build their webs, the one that got the caffeine actually did the worst job. It was a horrible net. So you can have a look at the pictures in, at, uh, in, the, in the book if you got the book. Uh, or if you want to get the book, it's definitely something I would recommend you to read if you're into sleep. But uh, you can trust me here, that web was not a web that you would want to use as a spider. And that was a point for me where I thought, okay, you might just want to reduce your caffeine intake. And by the way, for us all, for if you're a parent like I am, please think of this too. If you're thinking about giving your younger ones caffeinated drinks, energy drinks, and see them doing that. Um, as long as our brains are still developing to a certain age, um, you do not really want to have that in your body. So, um, yeah, that were the two reasons for me. And I reduced that. So it wasn't, wasn't as hard as I thought. The first couple of days, I was kind of feeling tiredish and got a headache every now and again. But that went away after a couple of days. And I just replaced my coffee with a tea, a fruit tea which is okay. And uh, I have a cold shower in the morning too. That really helps to boost your energy levels uh, too, by the way. Only if you're uh, thinking of joining me in that cold shower challenge. Yeah, so, and just to give you a little bit of context around how important this topic is, it's an essential part of step number five out of my nine-step process that I walk each and every of my clients through, taking them from often low energy levels bring them back to high energy levels and superb sleep. Because if you don't understand how to use these substances to energize yourself and you use them in the wrong way, they'll backfire and you're going to get a hit in your sleep. And that's just going to start off a vicious cycle. But as always, it's up to you to decide what you want to take and implement from what we went through today. You can go on and keep your coffee and intake as it is. And that might be okay, might not, but it's definitely your choice. Or you can think about what we went through today. Change your habits, change your coffee and intake. Think smarter and really energize your daytime experience and your daytime and get much better sleep at nighttime. And that's what I wish for you, as you know. So definitely check out sleeptrust.eu you'll not only be able to read the show notes to this week's episode, but there'll also be a habits tracker that you can download for free that you can use to change your caffeine intake or any other habit that you want to change. And uh, just a side note, if you use that habits tracker, which I personally use too, set yourself up for failure. Don't do the mistake that I used to do over and over again, starting motivated, getting into kind of one bad day, and then falling off the cliff. cliff. What I do now is that I would set myself up. So let's say I can practically tell you what I do with my caffeine intake. I said I'm going to reduce my caffeine intake to two cups a day 
for at least 200 days this year. And then I started to track this. So if I have the urge to drink more coffee uh, at times, I can do so. And honestly, the last couple of months, it happened, I think, twice. So this has surprisingly uh, not been an issue at all. But I'm set up for failure, and that makes it so much easier to continue back into the new habit, uh, even if we have a day uh, that we're not kind of following through. Because it's planned. It's not kind of we failed, but we're kind of still running in the plan, and it just makes it easier. So test that. Maybe you're a different personality. This is not a one fit for everybody, but using the habits tracker is. So get your free download and um, yeah, you will be fine. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. Using caffeine can raise our energy levels at daytime, but it can also backfire our energy when we use it in a wrong way. It's essential to understand how caffeine works and how your personal biorhythm works for you and to utilize caffeine smartly. Try to avoid drinking too much caffeine on a regular basis as the effect will wash down and also think about the half-life time of six hours and try to avoid drinking caffeine too late into the afternoon. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you tune in next week when I'm going to walk you through my personal morning routine for an energized day. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.